Greetings, and thank you for joining me for quite excellent episode number nine. Today we'll be exploring the 13th century Arabian poem, Death, from the Thousand and One Nights, known more popularly in the West as Arabian Nights, to be read on Monday, October 23rd. I was watching a video on the YouTube channel Kurzgesagt, an excellent channel with animated explainers on all kinds of subjects. It's highly recommended. And the video was on the subject of death and how it isn't a biological problem, but a physics problem. The body does not have a programmed age limit, but rather it wears down like any object that interacts with its environment. The video, titled Why Age? Should We End Aging Forever? explored the possibility of ending this wearing down, perpetuating life, and staving off death. This reminded me of the Arabian poem, Death, which I had only just read this week within a collection called An Anthology of World Poetry. And because I found myself at a strange intersection, thinking of a place where 13th century poetry interacted with 21st century new media, I thought it the right poem to share. This poem, like texts that came before and will continue to come long after, presents a straightforward view of dying, that it is inevitable. For us, until we solve the problem of aging, it certainly is unavoidable, and this poem acknowledges this in simple, brief terms. So let's get to the poem. Death. Once he will miss, twice he will miss. He only chooses one of many hours. For him, nor deep nor hill there is, but all's one level plain he hunts for flowers. This is, without a question, a short poem. At only four lines in length and with only two al alternating rhymes, it is deliberately and unavoidably concise. This choice to be brief, to rely on brevity for meaning, gives weight to the absolute reality of death. The poem doesn't waste a syllable on the subject because the reality is absolute. There is no escaping the end which eventually finds us. Despite our inability to escape this fate, we are granted opportunities for prolonged life. This personified death is a busy, selective man, only taking one, that we know of, in many hours. And if he misses us once or twice, he will move on to some other place or person before circling back around. It is interesting to me how the author can express the simplicity of death's exercise in so few words. For him, nor deep nor hill there is, but all's one level plain. Speak to the ease with which he performs his tax. There are no challenges, no deep crevices to search through or hills to climb over. Everything about his existence lacks difficulty, and so it seems somewhat unnecessary for us to worry ourselves. He'll visit, in time, and that's it. Finally, I find myself working through the last image, perhaps more than is necessary. 
It is not uncommon to see death as a kind of gardener, using his scythe to cut down lives as one would cut down weeds. But here he isn't just a workman, but to an extent, I think, an artist. He appears as a kind of florist, searching for and plucking up flowers as from a field. Although the verb hunt certainly has a malevolence, especially since we are the flowers. A florist picks flowers with purpose, both to create a rich bouquet and, as a gardener, also to ensure the good health of those flowers that remain. I am no proponent of fate, that our lives are taken for some specific ordained reason, although you may find in this poem that view, if you'd like. But I do think that, in answer to the Kurzgesagt video, maybe we should not end aging forever. It might very well be that we need death to recognize the value and beauty of those we lose and to ensure the futures of those left behind. We will be reading Death from the Thousand and One Nights on Monday, October 23rd. If you enjoy this podcast, have suggestions, or would like me to direct an analytical eye toward a particular poem or poetic device, leave a comment on lightandteaches.com. The content of this podcast is used under Copyright Law Chapter 1, Section 110 as a companion to in-class instructional activities, and I claim no ownership of the text presented here. Thank you for joining me for Episode 9 of this podcast. I hope that between now and the next time you hear from me, you find and savor a few things that you yourself find quite excellent. Excellent.